Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome back to another episode of What Is This Feeling? A podcast where I talk about everything gay, theater, drag, spirituality, and sex. My name is Piotr, and I'm a Pisces, and this week we're going to talk about vulnerable, being vulnerable, vulnerability, hmm, and how I mispronounce that word on a daily basis. Hold tight and listen, what, yeah? Yeah, hold tight and listen to this new episode of What Is This Feeling? Yeah! It's episode number 33 today, and again, this emotion and feeling is not the same as what I thought it is for me. Well, so I looked up the meaning description of vulnerable, which it says, exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or mentally. Now, I thought being vulnerable is just to be open and and out there and not not out there in a loud way but having your feelings open and your emotions open having your uh, kind of you know it's it's an open kind of thing so when i read the whole kind of description of exposed to the possibility of being attacked and stuff i'm like yes that's kind of true and i understand that now that when I I have felt vulnerable that it had a sense of shit something might go down because I could be attacked and now I understand that um <laughs> yeah now I understand that after many years of living life so the whole feeling of what vul- vulnerable is has been a little bit different for me so first of all I thought you would pronounce as vulnerable, vulnerable, but I um, came to realize last week when I talked to my boyfriend that it's called vulnerable, vulnerable. So throughout this episode, I will definitely mispronounce it a lot of times, so you're welcome. Before we go to the next segment, I have a question from someone from Instagram, and the question is... What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself in 2023? Thank you. Thank you, Dan, for sending me this question. And I feel the biggest thing for me that I've learned is to be, which is, sounds a bit weird, but I finally got to the point where I could take the first step of training myself to be, which means like me now, sitting here, feeling my body, feeling the couch that I'm sitting on. What do I hear? I hear Jinx cleaning himself with his tongue, and I hear the wind. What do I see? I see the room around me. All of these kind of basic things that doesn't contain anything in your mind. Any thoughts, any emotions, and that you can just be. And from that point on, if something happens, a movement, um, a feeling, then that can be and it can have a flow. For example, I had a a very quite big audition um, last week or the week before that. And I was uh, stressed. Uh, I was fearful. I was exciting. 
I had so many emotions and so many thoughts on how I wanted the audition to go, how I wanted the audition to be, and I tried to ground myself, which was uh, harder to do because my mind was doing overtime with excitement, with stress, with so many things. So the first step that I took of, okay, now I understand kind of the grounding meaning of being, it's literally going back to basic and um, not ignoring all your feelings and thoughts, but acknowledging them, <laughs> acknowledging, acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge I, I see them and then I can be. And if I choose to tap into one of the emotions or into one of those thoughts, I can do that, but it's a choice now. Like I said before, I am and I have thoughts and I have feelings. So I can be who I am and then on top of that I can have all these great emotions, all these great thoughts, all these not very nice thoughts, but I have the choice now if I choose to go with it or not. So that's the, that's the, wow, yeah, that's the biggest thing I think I've learned this year. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the question, Dan. If you have any other questions for me, please message me on Instagram, uh, send me a voice note, send me a text, and then I will answer it on here. You can also send me a voice note so I can play it on here. Nice and personal. Lovely. Let's go to the next segment. Do, do, do. My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flushing. What is this show? Being vulnerable in theater. Now, I think it's really interesting how, you know, as an actor, and you need to be vulnerable, you need to be soft, you need to be open, how you do that, if you found find that hard to do in your real life. Now, like I said, I have always felt very vulnerable, because I always felt I was about to get attacked. <laughs> I don't know if it's something like a Pisces, because it's a water sign, and it's um, the element of water is very emotional and very, like, open and... Ugh. So, I always didn't have a lot of problems showing that. But proper showing myself was a different side and uh, letting go. So, for example, when I went to um, drama school in the Netherlands, I was so excited I remembered that it was the first day of school, Monday, nine o'clock. We had acting class, my first acting class, so excited. And I remember that the, the classroom as well, it was like a round room, quite high. And on the top of it was like big windows that let in light. And I was, I was literally so excited. Now, the acting method that we got in the first one or two semesters, I can't remember, was the elements, I don't know if it's a, a specific thing, but it was the four elements. So water, fire, earth, and air elements, and you would act through them. So for example, water is emotional, open, oh my God, I'm getting attacked. Ugh. And then fire is very like a lion, very fiery, um, rude, go for it, whatever. And the earth would be very grounded and cool and uh, very um, rational. 
end the air element was very high in the sky with oh fantasies and nice you know things and stuff um i hated it i fully disliked it and it had a couple a couple of uh, reasons why um one of the reasons was letting go one of the reasons was proper letting go and going for it looking back i i definitely couldn't do that i couldn't uh, i had so much fun in you know my amateur group doing fun exercises and uh playing around with improvisation and stuff and now i don't know if i made it too serious for myself but i just couldn't let go and and well they told me i couldn't let go which i think had a lot of things to do with it as well i got and i got a label of bad actor that i couldn't act i can sing they said i could dance very well and then oh i'm not an actor in my class everybody straight away got labeled like oh you're this you're the dancer you're the singer you're the actor and i was labeled as i'm not an actor and i can't act and the teacher was horrible i didn't like the teacher at all i had two teachers through my whole um experience in drama school in the Netherlands that I didn't like um both in my first year funny enough and one of them was her she her method was to to try to get out of me in a very kind of rude way um she called me faggot before uh, in dutch flicker and she said yeah just just act like you're having sex and i was like i'm 18 i've never had sex before and it was just not a good combination uh i remember not everybody in my class liked it because um we had to scream a lot when you're doing for example the fire element which is out there and you had to scream a lot and every time after the hour and a half of class we had sore throats because of it and the interesting thing was the teacher um she was in an accident and after she came out of that accident she decided to become a drama teacher and when she told that story i was like oh i wish you just stayed in your normal life and not be anything near theater because i didn't like it at all horrible so and it only it only no it took me until doing my masters here in the uk where i finally reclaimed the fact that i'm a good actor as well and mentally having that label on me and getting bad marks from a teacher like that have such a, a massive mental impact on what you do and what you want to do i want to be a triple threat i want my acting to be as good as my singing as good as my dancing i want everything to be up and it literally took me such a long time to finally be like hey i'm a really good actor as well and the first dent in that process of finally reclaiming and being confident about my acting was made in that first year of drama school because i was beaten down to the ground in a way for doing what i did and i think vulnerability has something to do with it because i let that really bring me down <laughs> full circle vulnerability hello i am reading the memoir of Patti LuPone which is amazing it's such an incredible book it's a, her life career is just so good and she's such an inspiration on how she talks about her acting and how she talks about her craft 
and how passionate she's about and how serious she's about it and how she is all about creating a character and um yeah it's it's a really big, it's an amazing good book and it's interesting because she is such a strong person but she also has such like a massive vulnerability in her as in she she tells that she always gets uh, attacked a lot from a lot of sides is that what vulnerability is that you get attacked because she is strong but i think she also shows a lot of vulnerability in in uh, what she does one other actress that i think is really good is amy adams and i always feel her her air her look her voice has such vulnerability in it that um it's very likable i really i'm literally on her side the second she comes on the screen and the second i see her i'm like i'm on your side and that kind of vulnerability is it's gives a lot of like uh, likability now the last bit i want to add on this so like i said getting confident in being an actor and to be fair quite confused with all the acting methods that there are because there's no right or wrong there is no this is the method that you choose so you're going to be a great actor whatever so it has always been quite confusing for me with where to go and then when i went to gsa where we had lots of different kind of methods as well i was like oh i can steal this from this and i can do a bit of method method acting from this and a bit from this and then i use this technique and it has so many much to do with physical vocal a lot of things subtleness over the top love it cue i finally could play with it it finally became playful for me so now me being vulnerable right now i you know when i sing at home so i've got a couple of songs that when i sing them i will cry and i know i am hitting this kind of thing in my core that knows this is doing me something and i can cry and i can play with it so i had an audition about a month ago which i didn't got sadly but i felt the audition went quite well it was for a show that's going to be at the other palace and there was a really nice song that i had to prepare which was kind of a love song i told myself i am allowing myself to show me during that audition and again um maybe what i've learned this year is to be so when i was in front of the casting panel i nodded to the pianist during the intro i picked a spot on the wall i felt i think i let my barriers down and then i imagined the person who i sang wanted to sing it for and the emotion Did you hear that raja scratching uh, the paw the cat paw yeah so when the intro started my berries fell down i imagined who i was singing it for and suddenly an emotion of just just an emotion that teared me up came up and i felt i could grab it use it and when i opened my mouth to sing my first note all the people from the panel looked up as i sang that first note and i felt i've got it this is i don't want to say special but this is showing myself with great singing great acting and i'm showing myself with my emotion 
and that was was that vulnerable because I didn't feel attacked and I didn't felt like um, I was in any danger because I was in a very safe space. But for me, that was the vulnerability of showing myself and using that, um, which I just wanted to add. Hey. Welcome to the Zen Garden. I feel that being vulnerable and opening up yourself is almost half the job done when it comes to spiritual work. When you open yourself and be vulnerable, usually you lower your barriers. And when you do that, lovely energy can come in and you can receive that. So even a way going back to the meaning of vulnerability is a, a danger possibility of being attacked. But it also has, I think for me, the possibility of receiving lots of other amazing things. So, for example, when you do a meditation or when you do a card reading or anything, when you lower your barriers and it will help with connecting with who you are. Um, I just realized, I'm not sure if like proper vulnerability and, and barriers are a big connection, but I do feel it has a certain... Um, openness that is needed uh, for spiritual work. And I also feel that, for example, when you do a meditation or when you have a therapy session or work on something with your mental health, when you are vulnerable and tell people things that are close to you, it will have a release and it will have an empowerment and I have felt that a lot. And, you know, sometimes you just have it with friends when you tell your friends like, oh, um, I'm not really good. I'm not really OK. Um, I was seeing a friend a couple of weeks ago in the park and we talked about we, we always talk about amazing things uh, in life. Hello, Dwayne. Hey. Um, and I told him as well before that I find it so hard if I feel down that I found it really hard to message him to say, hey, I'm not good. I am not doing good. That's something in my life I found really hard to do, to say to someone, hey, I'm not good. Can you help me? That's that's a really big thing that I just found really hard to do. Yeah, I can't remember what, I can't remember what I was talking about. Something vulnerability. That was quite vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... When I did that, I felt a kind of empowerment. And I don't know if it's something to do with showing your emotions, showing your feelings, showing a side of you to someone or something that it's almost like you get a power from it. It's almost like you're reclaiming something that you saw as a weakness and now has seen it for what it is. And now it's changed the energy is changed into a I'm aware of it and I feel empowered by it because I am not getting swept away by it but I can use it when I can a little bit just like being I can now see that I find it hard to ask for help and I can see the moments now when that happens and then I can make a choice to do it or not which is not a rational choice, an emotional choice, 
it's a choice from within and is led from me and not from anything else. Oh, life is so good. Yeah. And to round us off a little bit that I just realized is you choose to feel a certain way. So if I feel I can choose and use my vulnerability to, you know, use for my acting, whatever, or if you feel, oh, I'm watching a film and I really want to feel it. I really want to cry or I really want to get swept away by this music. You can use the vulnerability, you can use the the emotion of it. And I think I see that now that you can tap into it instead of being led by it. Because I have felt vulnerable a lot of times in my life where I thought with that as well, that I was going to be attacked, that something would literally fall on my head being me. And I think that has been linked to being vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want vulnerable sex? Call now for... You know, I think it's important to be open about how you feel about sex. And with feel about sex, I mean not judging sex, not overthinking sex. Um... Because there's lots of things that you can do with sex if you are open for it and if it feels right to do. If that is with new people, if that literally is the first time, if that is new experiences. um, I always say follow your gut. Your gut, your body is always right. And of course, consent is really important. And I think the reason why lots of people find it hard to talk about is that they are vulnerable and I am ridiculously guilty about that as well because I feel when I bring it up uh, sometimes I feel massively in a way cornered and ready to be attacked um yeah which is interesting oh wow realizations um so yeah but I've also had times when I didn't felt vulnerable when talking about sex. And I always felt that, for example, with the first time I had full-on sex, I don't know if it was because of vulnerability, but I was telling the guy, like, hey, this is my first time doing this specific thing. And the guy was like, okay, cool. And we just talked about it. And um, I don't know if I want I wanted to create kind of a safe thing or like that he would do it slow or whatever but it it for me I think it felt like oh I had to say this to almost cover my back not literally but for example the first ever experienced I had with a guy that I fooled around with is a very vulnerable experience for me and it's funny enough looking back on my first ever episode on here which is about first times I didn't want to talk about it because I felt too vulnerable for that. Because the first time I did something with a guy, it was someone from school who stayed over. And 
again, I, I, we, when we talked, I, I said that I've never done it and he didn't believe me. Maybe also because I think he is or was a compulsive liar. So I think when you lie a lot, you don't believe what other people are saying to you. You think that other people are lying as well because you are doing it all the time. Well, now, um, I was 19, by the way, I was 19. And um, yeah, remember that the teacher saying, oh yeah, just have sex. I was like, I'm 18, I can't do it. I haven't done it. I haven't done it, okay? So I was 19, he had a sleepover, we had talked about it, and then we did some stuff. It was literally the first time kissing, kissing someone as well, proper kissing. And after we were done, we started talking and he was like, well, it would be nice if nobody could find out. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, because I wasn't sure if, you know, that's just how it goes or whatever, I don't know. So a couple of months later, I told uh, two of my classmates because first time you just want to talk about it. You don't want to hide away and not talk about any sexual experiences that you have in your life. So the the drama started on New Year's Eve, where um, one of those one of one of my friends uh, got a bit tipsy and told him that she knew that we did something. Um, which altercated in him walking out, me running after him, him shouting at me that he was going to punch me and never going to talk to me again, which at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to not take any steps further. And months after that, he claims to be uh, straight for all the classmates and whatever people from school. Um, And he started to make compliments about me and talking about me in public that I was an amazing performer that I was going to be in this and this show and that would be so suitable for that and he would say that to all the people and then he would ignore me and we literally didn't talk we literally didn't talk and I think it finished and cleared up when he left he left school he left school early So I could finally have a relaxed kind of ending of my school years, which gave me a lot of peace because there was lots of weird dramas around it. And like I said, the only thing I knew of dealing with these kind of emotions and things was A, to shut down and be vulnerable because that's literally the only thing I've known of doing. I... I, I'm not a person who would shout back, who would, in a way, stand my ground. As a 19-year-old, I definitely couldn't do that. It was interesting that when uh, I got with my first boyfriend, the lovely guy from my drama school, hooked up with one of my boyfriend's friends. So I was a bit like, oh, well, I know him. (laughs) And... um, my boyfriend heard from his friend that that lovely straight guy told him that I was horrible to work with, that I would never get into theatre again because colleagues I worked with don't like me and I'm a bad actor. So it was so weird hearing it from my first boyfriend and I was a bit like, I'm not going to defend myself. I know who I am. I know what I do, and I literally felt ridiculously vulnerable. 
I was like, I can't, I, you know, this is literally what I, the only thing I could do. This person is spreading rumors and has made a couple of years of my life very hard because I couldn't deal with anything uh, at that time. And then needing to defend myself for my first boyfriend. It was a ridiculously um, weird situation. And what I said to my boyfriend, I was like, you believe whatever you want to believe because I'm not gonna say here, no, I'm this, I'm that, like, that's not who I was. Yeah, the segment is not really, really sexy, isn't it? But it's, <laughs> I feel it's ridiculously vulnerable. So that's why I find it hard to talk about, like, my proper, proper first time with uh, something with a guy. It always had a very kind of bitter, sweet kind of feeling about it because it wasn't nice and it wasn't with a person that was fun to be with. And, um, yeah, it did make me feel and, and made my hopes, get my got my hopes up that you don't focus on your first time to be how it <laughs> would always would be. But I, I kept a journal for a couple of months um, where I literally wrote down the hug. Is this what it's going to be like when you are dating someone? Because it was a proper kind of, oh, I like this person, but I dislike it at the same time. It was such like a, a messed up kind of feelings and emotions that I was like, this is too complicated. Is this what people talk about in songs? Is this what people talk about in films? Is this kind of horrible, complicated, unnecessary relationship that you have between two people? Is this what, what it is about in life? And that really made me realize this is absolutely not how I want to feel about someone ever again or that I want anybody in my life ever again that makes me feel that way. So thank you, in a way. And yeah, like I said, I'm used to feeling very vulnerable and um, now I understand the link to possibly being attacked or being in danger. You know, everything in life happens for a reason and the things that, you know, people have been, been through, I've been through, will help you be the person that you are today. And I am very happy with who I am now, because I can see it now. And I can be it now. And on that note, next week will be more sexy. I promise. I promise you. But on that note, I'm going to pull a card. <laughs> Right, I am using a new deck, a different deck. It's the Dragon Oracle Cards by Diana Cooper. I thought, let's mix up. Let's mix up. <laughs> let's be vulnerable. So thank you so much, Angels. Thank you for guiding us this week. This is for my lovely listeners when this podcast comes out. And this card is for you. Bam. It's very clear. Black Dragon. The black dragon cocoons you so that your divine potential grows. Meditate, reflect, undergo a metamorphosis. Do you, do you say metamorphosis? In Dutch, it's metamorphose, which I find very more magical than metamorphosis. Metamorphosis? Metamorphosis. 
Yeah, ask the black dragon for protection. Ask the black dragon to nurture your uh, project. Nurture something you are working on. If that is something physical or something um, mentally. Yeah, the black dragon cocoons you so that your divine potential grows. I felt it was quite a clear message when I when I pulled the card. That's, yeah, all I have to say. Lovely people, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening, for me being vulnerable. I hope you can be vulnerable, but also not be vulnerable. <laughs> if you have any questions for me, please message me on What Is This Feeding Podcast on Instagram. You can send me a message, send me a voice note so I can play it on here. Do whatever you like. Lovely people, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Listen to your feelings. Your feelings are valid. You are valid. Have an amazing week. Bye.